Marriages are under attack today, and many struggle to be filled with laughter and joy and openness and intimacy. What do you tell couples who are struggling to see the light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, let's see what the Bible has to say about that. Hey, welcome to our podcast. I'm so glad that you clicked on this to watch. Uh, If you would, go ahead and like and subscribe to our channel. Every Wednesday morning, we have podcasts come out. And if you want to share this with someone else that you know may need this, uh, that would be great. Yeah. So uh, from time to time, couples, Christian couples, need help in their marriage. Yeah. There, there should be no shame in that. There often Mm-mm. is. But uh, there's times when we need some input and counsel from yeah. outside of us. Yeah. I mean, wise counsel is is everything in, in your Christian walk. Yeah, it is. And uh, Heather and I, from time to time, have needed someone outside of us to help us get through where we have mm-hmm. been in that moment. And um, when when Heather and I do premarital counseling with couples, we try to drive that point home. Is um, In the course of life and married life, there's going to be some times where you're going to hit some bumps and there's going to be some times you're going to need some input and some yeah. help. And that's it's okay. It's yeah. In fact, it's, it's good to seek that counsel yeah. and not let isolation drive you into further despair. Absolutely. So um, from time to time, I have the privilege of doing that with some couples, um, mm-hmm. being able to sit down with them. Sometimes it's Heather and I, sometimes it's me. And because couples find themselves in places that, that are hard. And so yeah. uh, they find themselves struggling with communication. Yeah. I mean, it's and, classic in, in it, any relationship, but even more so uh, marriage as it is such a... Yeah vulnerable relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of time together and there's mm-hmm. a lot of opportunities to uh, bump up against one another's yeah. <laughs> different ways of uh, viewing life Absolutely. and communicating. And so couples, they find themselves misunderstanding one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find themselves where they can't seem to understand that other person, can't seem to get them to understand them. Yeah. And simple conversations turn into big conflicts. Yeah. And that's frustrating. It is. And so yeah. uh, when that happens, uh, couples will sometimes call for counsel and, and ask for help in the process. Um, couples sometimes find themselves where the joy they once had is diminished. Yeah, uh, Some time has passed, some things have happened, and they just find themselves going through the motions. They find mm-hmm. themselves where the marriage relationship has gotten boring. They're just going through the, the routine, the mundane, and there's nothing exciting. There's nothing to look forward to, and they're stuck in kind of the monotony of life. Mm-hmm. And it can happen, especially when you're raising children, and you've yeah. got several kids in the home, and you've got work, and you've got activities, and um, you're trying to get through life. And often you don't have the same amount of time you once did in yeah. marriage for one another. Yeah. And so it, it's easy to get into that place. And sometimes yeah. you need some help along the way in, yeah. in that moment. Um, sometimes couples uh, come in because they've reached a place where those are happening and and maybe the place where faith has become absent from the relationship where uh, there's very little spiritual conversation. There's yeah. a lack of praying together or for one another. There's a little vision about where God is in their relationship, where mm-hmm. God is working through them as a couple. And there's maybe little honesty or very uh, you know closed off to being vulnerable with one another yeah. and and talking about faith, and when that happens, often couples still go to church, still go through the routine, but even that becomes this monotonous routine where you kind of disengage that from the reality yeah. of life, and it's hard to see, you know, where is where is faith, where is God in my marriage? Yeah. Uh, sometimes it happens when couples get to the place where there's little or no intimacy, 
Um, and that can be physical. Mm-hmm. It can also even just be emotional or even, again, spiritual intimacy where all of a sudden there's very little depth. It's very shallow relationship. Mm-hmm. There's really no sense of deep connection and closeness. There's no dependence upon one another. And that's yeah. sad when that yeah. happens. Yeah, um, It can get to a place where couples, they find themselves, they they pull back into their own worlds. That often mm-hmm. happens. Um, you know, The wife has her... Um, activities that she'll pull off into or the husband has his activities he pulls off into mm-hmm. and pretty soon they're in their own separate worlds. Mm-hmm. Hopelessness starts to set in. They stop trying to make it work because everything they've tried up to that point yeah. isn't working. And you get to this place where even that other person that sits across from you is like, everything they do is irritating, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the conflict is one thing, but all of a sudden it's like, Man, just the way they breathe right now is just irritating <laughs> to me, you know? It happens. Yeah. It happens for couples. Yeah. And and it in its worst form, couples get to the place where it seems to them, at least, where it's impossible and yeah. separation or divorce seem like the only option. Yeah. And that's it's sad when yeah. that happens. I mean, it just that whole kind of description right there just sounds like a sad, long, mm-hmm. dark, deep spiral mm-hmm. all the way down to mm-hmm. hopelessness. And so, I mean, like... The question is, what what hope is there yeah. for the Christian couple yep. who who has found themselves maybe in that place? Is yep. is the only option to be like, well, I'll pray for you, or like, <laughs> yeah. or for you know someone else to be like, yeah. praying for you? Exactly. You know, yeah. What, like, what actions is there to take? Yeah, you know, it, it's tough because the other thing that happens is people Christian circles they don't like to mention that to anybody because yeah. it, you know it's kind of humbling and yeah. you know, vulnerable. So. Um, from time to time, though, I, I will have the time. I don't always have the time to do yeah. this, but uh, I'll have the time to meet with couples and talk mm-hmm. with them. And uh, what we're going to talk about today on the podcast are uh, seven of the most uh, common topics we talk about. Mm-hmm. Often we drill down much deeper than we're going to today. We're yeah. going to we're going to hit the highlights of each one of them. But these are the seven things that that are the most helpful and are most often mm-hmm. talked about when they come yeah. in and I talk with couples. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about their situation, but these things are are what we talk about and that lead to hope and yeah. life for couples because there is hope. There is yeah, life. Absolutely. There is counsel. There is truth. There is a way yeah. to walk uh, in marriage by faith as God designed mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And so as you listen to this podcast, maybe maybe you are listening to it with your spouse or maybe you're listening to it and then you're thinking about talking to your spouse about it. Mm-hmm. I think with each of these points, you know, maybe, maybe take some notes with it and then and then go and talk with them about it because yeah. this this is where again, going back to the first point of communication, you know, mm-hmm. that's usually where the initial breakdown is in a marriage or in a relationship. Yeah. Uh, and so to take these points uh, that you're going to see here soon, uh, write them down, make some notes about it, and then and then go and talk with your spouse about it. I think that would be I think it'd be very beneficial yeah. for for everyone's marriage. Yeah. So uh, let's get started with um, <clears throat> again what what I normally will talk about at some point in mm-hmm. the conversation after we've kind of walked through where the where the struggle is. The first thing uh, I usually try to get to first is acknowledging have the couple acknowledge we all acknowledge that God has a pattern for marriage mm-hmm. and that pattern. Is foreign to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, that's all. It's a simple point to say, but it's a hard yeah. point to take in because yeah. uh, often, well, for all of us, we saw a pattern of marriage growing up. Yeah, and not everybody had uh, a healthy one. No mm-hmm. one had a perfect one yep. before them. No one saw a perfect model of marriage. 
So we have to all at least recognize, okay, what I saw growing up, what I saw in my parents and in others around me was not the perfect pattern. Yeah. Yes, I was going to say, and and then to say, oh, I didn't have the perfect pattern. I'll just go with what's natural to me then and yeah. try to go into marriage and just relate with relate to my spouse just like I would relate to anyone else. <laughs> my best buds. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's that, not, that's faulty as well because um, you, you didn't have it modeled for you perfectly. Mm-hmm. You didn't learn it perfectly anywhere. That, yeah. uh, some churches are teaching a good yeah, a good model absolutely. for marriage relationships. There are good books out there. There are some good books. There are some not so good books. Yes. There's a lot of unhealthy <laughs> teaching, and, yeah. and the world doesn't know the way of God's pattern mm-hmm. uh, in marriage. So acknowledging, okay, there's a pattern. It's foreign to me. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not what's natural to me. I don't care who you are, how good your intentions are. Yeah. You do not naturally know the way to have a biblically-based, Jesus-filled marriage. You just don't. That only comes from walking with God and knowing Mm -hmm. God and his word. So uh, it's imperative that we come to this place where where we acknowledge, okay, I don't fully know the pattern. I haven't done it. Yes. (laughs) I'm not doing it. I need help Mm -hmm. in it. That's an important place to start. It's an important place for every area of your life. Yeah. It's obviously important for marriage, but it's important even before that in your own personal life. I heard a Mm -hmm. thing one time that said, uh, there's no such thing as married people problems, but there's Mm -hmm. such thing as, there's only such thing as uh, a person problem, you know, a a personal, internal, spiritual. uh, If you can't admit I'm a sinner before God first, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you're going to be able to get to the place that you say, Hey, this way of marriage is foreign to me, but let's keep going. Would you say? Yeah, for for sure. And, And, you know, if a couple comes in together and they both can get to that spot quickly, that's a good thing. That's great. Uh, yes. It, sometimes that happens. Sometimes neither are in that place. Sometimes one of them is in that place and the other one's not. Mm-hmm. And um, it really, um, having one is necessary. Having yeah. two is very beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, God can still work even if it's just one. So that's the first place or, or the first real subject that I, I, we usually try to get to yeah. in counseling. The second is this, <clears throat> is that God God's design is for marriage to be vibrant, passionate, and life-giving. Now, most people would say, duh, of yeah, course. It, sounds it, right. it ought to be. <laughs> it should be. <clears throat> but if you recognize you haven't really ever seen it in its perfect form and you need help with it, then now you can start applying that to your life and say, okay, well then what I've seen doesn't have to be what I do. We all grow up seeing a pattern. Mm -hmm. And because that pattern has been passed to us, not in just what we saw, but in our DNA as well, Mm -hmm. we end up doing that same pattern. Mm -hmm. And so therefore something has to interrupt the pattern with a different way. And God has a way. And just because you've walked in a pattern, saw a pattern, doesn't mean it has to always be that way. There is a place of hope. Mm-hmm. Marriage does have struggle to it. Yeah. Honestly, marriage does require work. That's important to understand. Mm-hmm. But marriage is intended to be this incredible gift yeah. uh, filled with joy, where the other person is a delight to you, where you are filled with uh, 
patience and kindness and understanding, mm-hmm. not because they're perfect, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but because you have determined by God's strength to be and walk in his pattern. Yeah. So uh, we know this is what God intended because he, in his word, says that marriage is the greatest and loudest and most vibrant picture of what mm-hmm. it looks like for God to know man and man to know God. Yeah. In the New Testament, we find that uh, husbands are to love their wives like Christ loved the church, and wives are to love their husbands in the same way the church loves Christ. So yeah. here is God giving us the pattern that marriage is to look just like and show the world what it looks like when mm-hmm. God knows man and man knows God and they love yeah. one another in that. So Absolutely. therefore his design is good. His design yep. has purpose. His design is meant to be life-giving. It's meant yeah. to be powerful. It's cause it should cause others to look and say that that's what it looks yeah. like to know God. Yes. Exactly. So um marriage is is a good design that God has yes. and it's meant to fill us with joy and purpose regardless of where you've been what you've walked in. Yeah. So I'll say it's not meant to be the most dull relationship you have. Yeah, right. It's not meant to be <clears throat> the demeaning relationship that you have yep. or the guilt-filled or yep. the the sarcastic or yep. the, all of those things. Yep. But instead the life-giving, the fulfilling, the yep. um like you've said, vibrant, passionate, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. It shouldn't be the thing you dread. No. And it yeah, shouldn't like, be the oh, thing like, yeah. well, I've got to leave work and go home now to my wife. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's not what it is yeah. intended to be. Yeah. So, uh, But that that is where some people do live. It's true. So this is where we, we meet them. Yeah. Um, all right. Now, each of these... Each of these uh, topics today we're going to cover are going to take us deeper. So you mm-hmm. might think, all right, those are way elementary so yeah. far. <laughs> I agree. They're, they're elementary, but they're essential. Yes. So let's, let's start moving into a little bit uh, deeper understanding of what God's called us to and what, what I tell couples in counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three is this, that God's pattern for marriage involves two radically different people laying down their lives for one another. Mm-hmm. This is this is marriage, God designed for men and women. Now the world and its system today is hijacking all of that, attempting to distort and rewrite yeah. and redefine those terms. But God has a specific design and intent in marriage being for a man and a woman because He yep. designed them differently. Yeah, as much as the world would think those are interchangeable. Uh, genders that are disposable yeah. and changeable Choose them and if you want. up to your feelings and, yeah. and desires of the moment. No, they are very unique um, design, man and woman, both physically different, but physiologically different as well. They think differently. Yeah. They process differently. They relate differently. Mm-hmm. They communicate differently. They feel differently. And so therefore they communicate differently and, if you diminish the differences, then you diminish the design. Yep. And so we are called to know the design. We're called to celebrate the design, celebrate the differences, uh, be able to understand them. And a couple laugh about those from time to time, yeah. you know, and understand we see things differently. But out of this, mm-hmm. out of this great, vast difference, comes this beauty of love of laying down your life for one another mm-hmm. again the the beauty of uh, God loving us and us loving God two parties that are vastly yeah. different yep. but finding oneness because of love yep. and sacrifice 
So one of the resources that I recommend often is a book or two books by Shanti Feldham. And one is called For Women Only and one is called For Men Only. So obviously, guys, you'll know which one is for you. It's for <laughs> the men only and women, yeah. for women only. So what they do, she does this marvelous job of pointing out the unique differences uh, in the way Men think and women think. The way mm-hmm. men process, the way women process, the way uh, men communicate, or the way women communicate, and they are they are foreign languages to one another. I, I've read that book a couple different times. Yeah, Heather and I have discussed it, and every time we every time I read it, we talk about it. It's just like okay, there's more insight here, <laughs> and I feel I find that is a foreign language. Yeah. she totally speaks a foreign language. It is knowable, yeah. it is discernible, it yeah. is understandable, but it's not natural to me. Say, it takes work, exactly, yep. Um, so knowing that helps. Having those conversations together to say, now, I read this in the book that women think this way. Is that true? Mm-hmm. And she'll say, yeah, it it's way true. Yeah, <laughs> you know? It's very, very true. Yeah, And all of a sudden, you know, I'm having to form new pathways in my brain. Yeah. Okay, I need to shift my thought, my focus on how I have thought about her, related to her, and be able to speak to her. So yeah. uh, again, those are powerful resources. Yeah. Or even just in the same vein, uh, the book, uh, Women Are Like Spaghetti and Men Are Like Waffles. <laughs> again, yeah. the, the idea of the, even the way that they think, even yeah. the way that men and women think, yeah. compartmentalized or all all the thoughts and feelings and emotions flow together. Yeah. I'm not necessarily recommending that. No, here, no, but, but I'm just a, saying that's a, a, another illustration. Of, yeah. yeah, Because what's natural is I'm going to love this other person the way I would want to be loved. I mean, yeah. I would think this would be cool. I yeah. would think I would feel loved by this, so I'm yeah. going to do that for them. Exactly. Well, that's a very narrow perspective. That's mm-hmm. me loving you out of me, for yes. me, the way I think. Exactly. That's not how it works. That's mm-hmm. not what God did for us. Mm-hmm. He chose to love us in a way we could understand. So yes. now uh, I'm in love and in marriage. I'm not trying to make you like me. I'm not trying yeah. to relate to you like I relate to me and want other people to relate to me. No, I am loving you in the way that you want to be loved and need to be loved and mm-hmm. hear love. So this requires change of my thinking and thoughts and my ways. Yeah. And as we'll go through this, we're going to keep making this point today mm-hmm. that this only works for a committed believer in Jesus Christ. Yeah. This is not a pattern that anybody in the world can pick up and lay as a template over their marriage and say, yep, yep. that'll work. No, <laughs> exactly. this, is, this is a plan. This is a design that God gave that is only possible in full dependence upon him. Exactly. Where he is Lord of all. Because two people who are radically different cannot love one another without laying down their life for one another. Exactly. And you can't do that if you don't know that kind of love in your heart from God first. Yes. So, yes. Um, just, boy, so I good. often spend a lot of time with couples just on that point yep. of how radically different yep. uh, each is and what the other person needs. And those mm-hmm. usually lead to some of the most revolutionary moments for couples when they realize, okay, that is what a man, a man thinks. This is how mm-hmm. he hears love. This is how a woman hears love. Mm-hmm. And this is what actually is um, hurtful to a woman. This is what's actually hurtful to a man. You start discussing those and 
often couples are like, oh man, I have been doing the wrong things. I, I yeah. see it now. I, yeah. I, I thought this was the right thing yeah. to do, but I recognize now that was actually hurting yeah. our relationship. Yeah. That's All good. right. That's number three. Yeah. There's often so much more to that, but <laughs> for sake of time here, we'll go on. Yeah. Number four, God's pattern for marriage requires a covenant of 100% sacrifice. So we naturally in our world today, we think we tend to think more in terms of contracts. If we yep. uh, strike up a business deal with someone or purchase something, there's a contract that we might sign. Contract is designed to guarantee that that other person will do their part as long as I do my part. Mm-hmm. There's a there's an understanding, use a lot of words, and then a signature, and it is based on distrust. <laughs> Contracts are based yeah. on distrust. I, we're going to sign this because, because you just in not. case yeah. you don't, I'll have an option to take you to court and get what yep. I deserve. So good. That is natural thinking. Yep. That is never how God discusses or describes or designs marriage. It is always covenant. Covenant is different than contract. Contract says, I'll do as long as you do, but the minute you stop doing, I'm coming after you. Mm-hmm. That's contract. Covenant says, I'm in this. I love you, and nothing can stop me from loving you. Mm-hmm. It's permanent. Yeah. It's not based on them. It's based on you. And when you enter into this covenant, the two enter in with that covenant mindset, covenant to God first and then to one another. Now we have the basis for God's design for marriage. Yep. So along with the contract thinking, uh, often comes uh, percentage thinking mm-hmm. that says, all right, and this is what the world often says. It's a 50-50 relationship. I'll do 50, you do 50, and together we make 100. That sounds pretty. And it sounds but it is an epic fail. Yeah. Because it then is saying, I will do my part as long as you do your part. And I'll only give half of myself. <laughs> True. <laughs> At the same time. Yeah. And if if you're still doing your part, I'll still do my part. If you stop doing some of your part, I'm going to pull back and stop doing some of my part. Which makes them do a little bit less on their part, which makes you do a little less on your part. And pretty mm-hmm. soon many go down that path. So, yeah. No one's doing anything, yep. and both are frustrated. Yep. I've heard variations of the illustration. I've heard, you know, it should be 80-20. I've heard different versions of that. But yep. really, there's only one. And you might say, oh, it's it's 100-100. Yes. Yes. It's actually 100, period. Yeah. You, yeah. whether you're the husband or you're the wife, make a covenant promise to mm-hmm. God. I am going to do 100% based on what you've called me to do. I'm going to love yep. regardless. Yep. I'm not going to wait and measure whether they've done 10 to figure out if I want to do 90, 90. <laughs> you know, or, or any exactly. version of that. Yeah. They did 10, I do 10. Uh, they did 20, okay, I think I'll bump it up to 20. Yeah. Oh, they're up to 50? All right, I'm up to 50. Yeah. Oh, but they're back down to 30? Yeah. I'm back down to 30. That is a recipe for disaster yep. in a marriage. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Christian marriage is based on loving as God loves. Yeah. And and he loved us while we were still zero. In fact, uh, the Bible says while we were still enemies, he yep. loved us. Yep. 
Christ died for us while we were still sinners. Mm-hmm. So put into our numbers we're talking about here. While we were zero, he was 100. Yep. That's the pattern. That's the plan. It's foreign to us. It's not natural to us. It's probably not what we've seen in real life. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the real demand. This is the joy. This is where the, the hope comes from when I give 100 regardless of the other person's response. And this is this is often a radically new concept when yeah. you talk with couples because they haven't seen or heard that before yeah. unless they've been around some good Christian authors yeah. or, or churches. So, sure. And I think, again, just still another thing that proves that this is unnatural thinking is because as soon as you hear this, you're thinking, okay, this requires 100. Yeah, but what if they still are this? You know, mm-hmm. Or what if they still do these things? Mm-hmm. Then when do I stop mm-hmm. that's the, that's the part where we say this it has to be uh the committed believer yeah. in christ yeah because this requires faith it, this this it kind does. of relating mm-hmm. to your spouse requires faith to say i'm gonna give 100 percent, knowing that god gave 100 percent to me mm-hmm. and that's what changed my life so mm-hmm. i'm going to do the same yep not so that he didn't do it so that i yep. but he did it Yep. Period. Yep. So we now do the same thing. Yep. Which really brings us to our the number five today. And again, we're we're slowly stepping deeper into the deep yeah. end, the pool here. Yeah. Um here it is. Number five. Your role is to look to God for your needs and then give to your spouse what they need. It is tempting to want to look to your spouse for all of your emotional uh, relational needs. They're right there in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> they're flesh and blood. They're inside of you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you you committed to them. They're committed to you. It's easy to look at them and say, uh, I need to feel accepted. At, how come you're not making me feel more accepted? I need to feel yeah. more understood. How come you're not making me feel yeah. more understood? I need to feel more valued. How come you're not making me feel more valued? Yeah. I understand those needs. Yeah. But, just from my own experience. If I start looking to Heather to meet my deeper needs, Mm -hmm. I uh, am putting an unfair pressure on her that she um, can never fully meet because they're deeper than her ability to meet. That's that's nothing negative about Heather. No, but the needs that are inside of you can't be filled by just someone that's right here outside yeah. in this world. Yeah. You know, I, I have my own past. Everybody does. So mm-hmm. whatever your past is, let's say you had some things in your life where maybe maybe you weren't loved as you wanted to, or needed to be by a parent. Mm-hmm. Maybe there was even some emotional abuse. Maybe there was some physical abuse. Yeah. And so you 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 move forward and maybe, maybe you were neglected growing yeah. up. Maybe you went through some hurtful situations during your childhood years or your mm-hmm. teen years. And you come into marriage and you've got this hole in your heart yeah. there is a, a hole there that your spouse on their best day still can't fill yeah it's true and to expect them to somehow meet that in you is unrealistic yeah. for them and it will be frustrating for you yeah. and frustrating for them because yeah. you'll come you'll always be in the deficit mm-hmm. and they'll always be in the deficit as well yeah 
you won't have it like you want it, and they can't yeah. give it like you want it. Mm-hmm. And so when they're both doing that, it it ends up in a very dark, difficult place. It's two yeah. people that are frustrated with one another. So, true. so the key, this again, this is the we're in the deeper end of the pool now. My role as a husband is to take every need, longing, desire I have and say, God, you alone can meet that in me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cry out to you, seek you, and look for you to fulfill that in me. All, all the need I have to feel um, worthy, accepted, valued, forgiven, chosen, uh, loved, precious, yeah. yep. that has to come from him. And when that happens, it fills up the tank, it fills up the hole mm-hmm. to the point where you actually can overflow that now. Yeah. And now, now you can love them as mm-hmm. they need to be loved. Mm-hmm. So um, when two people are doing that in a marriage, it is abundantly blessed. Mm-hmm. But when one does it, they're blessed. And so that's our calling. You, this is one of those, again, you can't look at them and say, well, they're not doing it. So yeah. I'm not going to do it. No, we're, you violated another concept. We've already talked about a yeah. truth here. Yep. So at this point, uh, it's 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 me looking for God to fill me, and then out of the overflow, I give to them. So you might imagine that as, as two cups. If two cups are, are mm-hmm. the two people in a marriage, and there's a certain amount of, let's say, water in the cup, and each one says, well, I'm going to pour into you. And so they pour into them a little bit, and the other one says, I'm going to pour into you, and I'll pour into you a little bit. But I also have to pour into my kids, and I have to pour into friends at work, I have to pour into my job, and I have to pour into church and other mm-hmm. people. And then there's less in the cup, and they say, mm-hmm. well, I really need you to fill my cup. And so they you know, give a few <laughs> drops there, and then like they're, they're like, empty, well, I you need know. you to fill my yeah. cup. How come you don't fill my cup more? How yeah. come you don't fill my cup more? Yeah, because exactly. neither of them were designed to be the ones to fill the cup yeah. to begin with. Yep. And then you're going to be looking everywhere else to try to get filled. Yeah. Yes. But when God becomes the the filler of your cup, yep. Then, out of your overflow from mm-hmm. the place where you're full, then you can give to them. Yep. This is the design. This is this is more again down the road. Marriage maturity. I I look to God for my filling and all my needs, and then I give out of that to the other. And this is what produces the overflow of joy in a marriage. Yeah. All right. Um, number six. Then, as we move deeper into the pool, um, is to understand that your role is to learn your spouse and love them in the way they understand love. Now, this goes back to something we kind of touched on earlier. Mm-hmm. We we naturally want to love or think about loving in the way we want to be yeah, loved. Exactly. It's, just, it's our world. That's mm-hmm. what we know. And we know it very well because it's us. And so we think, oh, well, if I was, if they were me, I'd want to be loved this way. So we love them in that way. And, and it may, it may speak, but oftentimes, the way we understand love is not how they understand love. Yeah. And so a couple can actually be attempting to love one another uh, and showing it, but missing one another completely. Yeah. So good. And so it's important that we learn their language and their heart. And if that's what they, whatever it is that they love and enjoy, whatever that is, do that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'll, here's another good book that's out there. Uh, deals with the five love languages. Yep. There's a lot of variations of it out today. So it's many. a great way to understand how people process and take in love in their life. Mm-hmm. And then to recognize, all right, my role then in loving my wife or loving your husband, ladies, is to know their language. And then out of how Christ has filled you, love them in their language, not not your language. And so if you don't know what that is, if you don't know their language, you can have a hard time speak loving them. them. <laughs> yeah. If you don't know how to speak their language, you're going to have a hard time loving them. Mm-hmm. I'd even say if there's not an element of sacrifice involved in loving them, yes. you may not be loving them. Yeah. And if there's not something in you that says, I have to absolutely depend upon Christ for the information, the truth, yeah. the desire, and the knowledge and the ability to love them, then you're really not loving them. Yeah. Love I comes agree. from God. Yep. Love comes from the overflow. And so yeah. I have to get all I need from him and then love them in the way they need to be loved, yeah. not the way I want to love them. Exactly. <laughs> all right. Yeah, and then, that point's not hard enough. <laughs> and then finally, yeah. um, what we often tell couples is that no matter where you are right now in the situation, mm-hmm. you might think my my marriage is in a dark spot. It's in a tough spot. It's in a seemingly hopeless spot. Mm-hmm. It's in a um, a spot that I think is dead. Yeah, God is the one who redeems, restores, and resurrects dead things. So no matter where you are, where you've walked, what you're in today, there is hope. That hope is in Jesus Christ. I've sat with couples in my office who have said, if you can't tell us something different today, this is it. We're done. I've sat with couples who... um, one would call me in advance and say, I'm going to confess to my spouse today infidelity. I need you there. I've sat with those couples through that, and it is awkward, it's painful, it's difficult. But I've watched those same couples heal through that mm-hmm. and then go on to have vibrant marriages, not oh. trouble-free marriages, no, yeah. but vibrant, living marriages where they so love one another that in some of them there have been some very tangible sacrifices for the other and beautiful things come out of it. Stuff that were just absolutely miraculous. Things that you would have thought there's no way this can be resurrected but I've seen it happen time and time again. Jesus makes all things new. So So, um, there are the things that I tell couples when they come in. Yeah. Now, it's good stuff. we usually have a lot longer conversation yeah. than we're having <laughs> yeah. today. We bring it right into the very realities of life, and it takes time, and it sometimes is through tears, and it's through prayer, and it's mm-hmm. through intentionality, and it's through faith. But God does resurrect dead things, oh. and he can resurrect uh, marriages even that mm-hmm. are lifeless, boring, empty uh, filled with conflict and dead. So good. be encouraged today good. because of all that. So Love it. Yeah. So uh, thanks for joining us today. 
I uh, hope it's been helpful to you. Yeah. Uh, it is our desire to lift him up and live him out. And marriage is one of the key places that we do that. So mm-hmm. uh, blessings to you. Hope. May hope fill you. May mm-hmm. the resurrected Lord fill your hearts and mind and your marriage yeah. with new life and Absolutely. new hope. It's good.